What's up, podcast world? It's ad time. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right. If you need new seeds in the garden, I highly recommend SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Secret Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card payment options at SeedsHereNow.com. podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 728 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to focus on more listener emails. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to our friend Oric. Let's send a big thank you. Shout out to lots of trichomes and B-Bala. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Doc Grows and Caribou Heart TV. I want to send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Glenn Geroni. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Frogman420. Let's send a big high five and a fist bump to Double D and Spa City Gardener. I want to send a thank you shout out to Fruggle Rock and David W. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to the Dad Hayes. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends who want to support the show. Pay attention to Patreon because in the month of April, I will do a big discount code for the merchandise store. That's right. You will get one of those updated coupon codes. I'm going to try to blow out the merch store, clean out a bunch of stuff so that I can upgrade, update, and replace a lot of things. So if you are a patron, pay attention for the month of April. You will get a great coupon code. Uh, I want to do a big shout out to everybody who showed up for the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash event. Um, I'm sure it was a great event. Of course, I'm recording ahead of time. So uh, in anticipation, I'm sure it was a great event. Thanks to everybody that showed up. Look forward in the future for a full review of the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash event. Uh, I am recording ahead of time, but that will happen before this comes out. So there will be a time vortex, and then we will talk about it in what will be the future. All right. Uh, let's get back on track. In the real world, I may have mentioned this in a previous episode. I did ask our friend Pedro to record a video about cleaning our rig and our banger. So hopefully in the near future here, uh, when Pedro has some time this weekend, which already happened when this video comes out, see how weird production time can be. Uh, Pedro will make a video to teach us how to clean our glass, how to keep our rigs, our banger clean. Uh, he's given me some great advice. I just told him, make a video for me, bro. We'll show this to everybody. He will get that going. I will get that out to you as soon as possible. So do look forward to that. Also look forward to feminized seeds. That's right. I've got a lot of fem seeds out there in testing. Uh, there's new stuff being tested. And I am also making restocks of a lot of the things that are in demand. The Lemon Jeffrey will be restocked. Golden Goat will be restocked. Orange Gasm will be restocked. Red and Blue Pills will be officially released. And there is more stuff in the room to be pollinated that I will not mention at this time. But the reversal is working. The project is underway. Things look good. The 
reversed plant is showing me that it is reversing. It is showing that it's working. There are male parts or pollen parts popping up on this female plant. It looks successful. I have dragged the female plants into the room. The pollen receivers are in there. Uh, I am debating if they will get their final spray, one more spray. Uh, they've gotten sprayed up to day 21. I'm not sure if they're going to get sprayed on day 24 or not. It looks like it's working. Uh, that's a that's a game time decision to be made right there. Maybe hit one of them. Don't hit the other two. That's something we'll think about. Document markdown. Uh, take good notes of. But the FEM project is working. That means that there will be feminized seeds in a little bit of time. Uh, the plants do need to get uh, mature enough to accept the pollen. The pollen donors need to make the pollen. There needs to be a little bit of uh, action happen in there. Then, of course, we've got six to eight weeks for seeds to be made. Then we've got harvest time, dry time. I said harvest time. I apologize if you heard that grossness. Uh, we do have dry and cure time, packaging time, all that good stuff to keep in mind also. But it's happening. They are coming. A lot of people ask me about the Lemon Jeffrey, Golden Goat, Orangegasm Fems. Uh, They're hot. They're sought after. I get a lot of emails. People on the show ask. People that listen ask. So uh, stay tuned. They are coming. I am making them. Also, there is more stuff to be released. Um, do I want to say it here on the show? Why not? This is one of the best platforms to release stuff. I made Afterglow Feminized Seeds. That's right. I made the Afterglow. That is the, uh, it is a, uh, it's a Clementine female pollinated by the Arise male. It's Clementine, Clementine to Arise, Clementine to King Solomon made Afterglow. Shout out to Mike for coining the name Afterglow. He said that in a conversation one day and I said, you shut up with that word. I'm going to use that as a strain name. It became the Afterglow. <clears throat> I made a bunch of Afterglow seeds. Somehow, magically, I got a bunch of those seeds to our friend, the Painted Lady. Uh, the Painted Lady grew the shit out of the Afterglow. She found a keeper in there that was amazing. Uh, somehow, magically, I acquired that keeper from her. I took that keeper of the Afterglow and I reversed it and I made Afterglow S1s and I also outcrossed it to a bunch of magical stuff. Uh, so stay tuned. Some of those will be released. Some of those... Uh, some of them have already been tested. They're out there as testers getting ran now. Some are just getting sent out, uh, but stay tuned. A lot of that stuff, the Afterglow will be released. The outcrosses are being tested now. Lots of great fems coming. So you guys that are asking, guys and gals that are asking for feminized seeds, you will have a nice menu very, very soon. Where do we go from here? I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's jump into the email portion of this podcast. I do have a good message right here in front of me. This one may be more of a compliment. This one came from our friend Ass Kickerson. Big up to my buddy Ass Kickerson. You keep kicking Ass Kickerson arse out there. However you want to do it, you keep doing it. The message goes a lot like this. It says, you can use my name, but I don't need this on the podcast. Well, it's going to be on the podcast because I want to read one of these compliments that's in here just because a lot of people think I'm crazy. And this does kind of back up one of my statements. Uh, it says, first and foremost, I have to say thank you. I've been growing for years now. Um... Then he mentions where he is. We're not going to talk about that. I'm going to skip some of this. Then it says, I'm working my way back through the catalog in reverse order. So I'm around 520 now. The point is, I've heard you mention switching to 18.6 at the end of flower for a week or more. Yes. Uh, in one episode, I do mention turning your timer back to 18 and 6 during the flush phase. When you begin flushing your plants, uh, turn your light timer to 18 hours on and 6 hours off. I do get a lot of feedback. A lot of people think I'm crazy. A lot of people talk a lot of trash to me for this method. But all of the people that talk shit about this method, about this advice, refuse to try it. So you can't talk shit until you try something. At least put one or two plants in there and prove me wrong before you talk shit to me. That is my theory. I've done it and it works for me. So uh, if you're just talking and you haven't done it, that that is not really... Don't, don't even bother messaging me with that. Anyway, our friend here says... 
Uh, I have grown out the same cut four times and I've never had the buds swell at the end like this. If this mic wasn't on a stand, I would fucking drop it. It would just be never had the buds swell like this mic drop. It'd be over right there. You'd hear the thud and then some dope ass music would play and I would walk off. We have a supporter here. Our friend backs up my statement that changing the timer to 18 hours on and six hours off for the last 10 to 14 days of flower will bulk up and increase your buds. So this guy says, I have never had buds swell at the end like this. I'm getting rambly here, bro. Welcome to the party. Uh, but these days, while I do grow for head stash and a couple of the homies, I also have two cancer patients in my life that I grow for. Hey, uh, big up congratulations and thank you uh, for putting in the effort, the time, the energy, the compassion, the dedication to grow for other people. Growing for ourselves, growing for money, growing for profit. That's really easy. Growing a product, you're putting in time, energy, effort, electricity, money, possibly a risk. Uh, you're dedicating your space, your plant count, uh, your numbers to another person, to two other sick people. That's commendable. Uh, that's respectable. So big up, shout out for doing that. Uh, you could have gotten stingy and used that space for profit. That plant, that space is profitable. You're doing it to give that product to a sick person because they have cancer. That is great. That's good karma. That's what it's all about. That is growing from your heart, my friend. So big up for that. I apologize if I seem distracted. I'm expecting a delivery and they will not leave it if I don't sign for it. Let's keep moving. It does say, uh, I also have two cancer patients. Being able to help them just a little bit more brings tears to my eyes. Honestly, as soon as I noticed it working, I promptly joined the Patreon and ordered some iRe genetics. Bro, I can support the statement of um, knowing what it's like to grow for somebody. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough, blessed enough to be involved in the very first dispensary here in this city. There were some folks that had the right idea, but they didn't have the right, uh, they had the right idea. They just needed some pushes. I'm kind of younger, hipper, had more energy, more experience. I'd been to more dispensaries. They had the funding and the idea. They didn't know how to really set up a dispensary. They kind of handed me the keys and let me do it. <clears throat> I got the privilege to meet uh, every medical marijuana patient in my city, it felt like. Some of them were 70-year-old uh, old ladies. And I don't mean to call you old ladies, but that describes what they were. Uh, lovely, gracious, 70-year-old senior ladies. Is that the more polite way to say it? Sorry, ladies. Uh, there were also 70-year-old veterans, 70-year-old firefighters, 70-year-old uh, ex-gangsters, 70-year-old city council members. What? City council members came? I'm not supposed to say that, but they may have popped in. You don't know who they are or which one they was. Um, there were a lot of people popped in. Also, I got 35-year-old construction workers. I got uh, people that I think may have been a cop sometimes, came and bought cannabis legally with a medical marijuana card. There were 21-year-old dudes that would jog up and buy weed and jog right on out. I got to meet everybody. I got to see the entire community, every type of condition you could imagine. I got to see that come into my dispensary. I got to interact with them and talk with them. I got to develop uh, actual relationships with a lot of these people. The, the older people that slow down and take their time and talk to you and they're not in a rush to get out and get back on Twitter and Instagram or whatever the new fucking thing we're scrolling on, uh, get in the car and play the new track and drive fast. The older people we really had time to connect and they would tell me, you know, I smoked this one and it didn't help much, but I smoked this one and I feel a lot better. And sometimes people would come with their significant other, older people that are sick would come with their wife or their husband or their caretaker. And they would say, you know, since you gave us this strain, since you've been smoking this lemon Jeffrey, uh, my dad, my husband, my wife has been a lot better of a person, a lot easier to get along with. So we would see medicine that we would grow and recommend improve the quality of people's lives. And that was that is what it's all about. I almost said that's what it was all about. Uh, that's what it is all about when it comes to recreational and medical cannabis is improving the quality of people's lives. Whether it's a healthy person like myself who's got some bodily pain 
I smoke to relieve pain. There are some people that are just smoking because they've got some other issues. Whatever we're smoking for, uh, people have cancer, AIDS, cachexia, a lot of other crazy shit. Whatever you're smoking for, as long as it improves the quality of your life, that is the goal here. So big up for taking energy, time, uh, effort out of your day and having some com some compassion to take care of these other people, bro. That means a lot to me. And I get to see exactly what you're talking about. People would come in and the first visit, they would be uh, intimidated, scared, confused. They wouldn't know what they were talking about, what they were buying. They would know they feel like shit and they're down to try medical marijuana. Maybe that will help. By the fifth or sixth time they came in to see me, they would high five me. They would skip in, be like, what's up, Rasta Jeff? Good to see you, bro. I need to get an eighth of the lemon Jeffrey and an eighth of this OG Kush and I'll see you in a couple days. And they do fucking cartwheels and skip out. And I'd be like, that's a completely different person. The person that came in here before seemed uh, almost defeated, almost like their, their illness, their ailment was winning. And now that we've got them on cannabis, their body is better. Their spirit is better. Their relationships are better. So I got to see that firsthand. Uh, you said you were rambling, bro. Talk about a ramble fest. Thank you. I really, uh, I love thinking and talking about those old days of when the medical market started uh, developing because I really do enjoy, did enjoy developing those relationships with people. Now I'm recommending seeds and things like that. But when people ask me about cannabis and get me going about this, I really do like it. Uh, I walked into somewhere the other day. I'd been on the road for like three hours and I walked in and I was like, hey, I'm here. And I didn't get my bag set down and my shoes kicked off before somebody was like, hey, you're the weed guy. I want to know about this. And I, it didn't even phase me. I just clicked into like from traffic mode. I was in fuck this traffic mode. You ever been in traffic where you just want to throw bricks at the cars just because they're cars? You're like, why do you have wheels and doors? You're so stupid. That's how I felt about the traffic that day. But I digress. Uh, when I got into the place, somebody was like, you're the weed guy. I have weed questions. Here's questions one through seven. I didn't flinch. I didn't hesitate. I kindly kicked off my shoes. I set my bag down. I sat down and looked them in the face and I explained everything I fucking knew about their questions. I just love talking about it. They were kind of new at cannabis. They needed guidance. I definitely had the answers and I just could not shut up about it. And it was perfect. I really enjoyed that. So, uh, bro, thank you for the great reminder. My friend, Ars Kickerson, thank you for the reminder of how much I enjoy uh, the connection of recommending strains and then seeing a person, I would give you two or three strains and give them to you on a discount price and send you home and let you smoke them. Sometimes back in the day, bro, we could smoke those strains in the dispensary and see what you liked, but then you'd come back and have reports and then we'd improve the quality of your life. That's what it's all about. So uh, thank you for reminding me that uh, sometimes it did bring tears to my eyes to see the improvements that we could give to people's quality of life. And then also, bro, thank you for supporting the fact that 18.6 at the end of flower is a great idea. You guys, if you haven't seen that episode, I will link it to this show. At the end of the episode, it does give me the opportunity to put the uh, subscribe and then the next video up here. I'll do my best to put the correct video right up here. I'm not sure which side it will go on. I haven't figured that out yet because it reverses and then what the hell is going to happen. But I'll put the 18.6 on the screen at the end of the video. So you can just click that. Also, make sure you subscribe. All right, I do have another email here in front of me. Let's get to it because I am talky today. <clears throat> Excuse me for the throat clearing. Also, I've been smoking uh, a whole bunch of Lemon Jeffrey live rosin out of a brand new rig. Um, the past couple of days have been a little fuzzy. I bought a new rig and got a bunch of Lemon Jeffrey concentrates on the same day. Uh, yeah, I'm a spoiled brat. But since then, uh, I feel like I'm not sure if I'm time traveling or if I'm frozen in time or somewhere in between, but time isn't doing what it normally, my clock isn't spinning like this. It's more kind of like it's moving up and down in the spin motion. It is not consistent in any way. You guys don't care. Let me get to the point. This one says, 
Hi, my name is Fred. What up, Fred? Good to meet you, bro. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for contributing with the great message. It does go on. It says, I am planning on working with a variety of cultivars soon, including scarlet begonias. What a great choice. I hope that works well for you. It says, my question, which insects would you make sure were present before beginning an outdoor plot or soon thereafter? I understand more research will be necessary. That is one of the keys I'm going to get to is research will be necessary is I've never worked with organic methods. However, is there a handful or a list of insect species that you or other commercial growers prefer to ensure a healthier garden? Perhaps I could foster a healthier yard in general as some of these species are already present in this environment. He says, I've got wasps and ladybugs and the list goes on. Uh, the thing is, you've seen the wasps and you have seen the ladybugs. You're already watching for waspis, which is what you should be doing. You know the ladybugs are there. They're basically harmless, but you can't see most of the harmful insects. Uh, the bugs that are really going to cause you problems are microscopic, uh, the spider mites, the, uh, I don't even want to say the russet mites, uh, the fungus gnats, the thrips, uh, the, what are the things you're going to run into? Mites, thrips, aphids. Aphids are very common outside. In Colorado, we get caterpillars. The caterpillars leave these little orange uh, melon, they're melon caterpillars. They leave a melon worm in there. They turn orange. They eat the inside of your buds. I'm not exactly sure what those are, uh, but we get a lot of those kind of bugs here. Those are bugs that I would prepare to battle. I'm not sure where you are. You didn't tell me where you are, but then it says also as well, which host plants are your go-to? Thank you for the podcast and cheers. All right, big disclaimer before I even delve too deeply into this. I am not an outdoor organic grower. I grow indoors with bottled nutrients and most of my pesticide prevention is honestly straight up sprayed pesticide applications until I move into flower. That's when we do play with the, uh, the pest, uh, the predator bugs, but, uh, I don't do this outdoors and I don't know where you are. So one of the first things I'm going to recommend is find an insectiary near you. Uh, there is a, an insectiary near you that distributes bugs to greenhouses and farms for this purpose. I'm not sure if they're going to offer you the small order that you need, but you can get the information that you need from them and then find a retail provider from there. I can make other recommendations, uh, but call an insectiary near you or call other farmers near you, or perhaps get on the internet and do some research. What pests are coming to you? Be prepared. I already mentioned we're going to get mites, thrips, aphids, caterpillars. I don't know where you are. I don't know if there's a specific bug that comes where you are. Every region is going to have an extra attacker that the farmers there know about. I know about the caterpillars here because I hear people bitch about it every year here. I know that that's a thing. So do some research and be prepared for what bugs are going to come your way. Also keep in mind, uh, we also get, what are they? Uh, uh, grasshoppers. I couldn't think of what fucking grasshoppers were. We get a lot of grasshoppers here in Pueblo midsummer. There'll just be a gang of grasshoppers appear out of nowhere. Uh, we also get deer in this area. We also get bear in this area. It sounds crazy. I live in the city, but few miles that way, you'll see bear and they'll get into your grow. That shit smells good. They want to see what it is. If you're feeding it organics, it smells real good. And the bears really want to know what it is. If you used a fish product and you, you live by the river and you're in Colorado, expect a bear to come up to that shit. That's very likely, very possible. Uh, we get deer, bear, rabbits, grasshoppers, uh, then all kinds of small uh, rodents and ground dwelling animals, just low fucking low, small stuff, skunks and shit like that will eat your weed plants. Uh, cats. Cats will eat the fucking weed plants. I've seen plenty of cats and weed grows. So my first piece of advice is to see what bugs, what pests, what problems may be present. Who may show up? Uh, you can Google that probably through the internet. 
There may be a growers group in your area. I don't know if it's legal or illegal, and I don't know where you are. So half of my recommendations are going to be vague. But find what bugs are coming. Find what problems are coming. Anticipate that. Then also do some research with that insectiary, other grows, forms, websites to find out what bugs, uh, predator bugs, will do well in your neighborhood. We could release all of the predator bugs on the planet. We could spend a million bucks. But doorbell, I'll be right back. All right, I apologize for that. The doorbell did ring. I was expecting a delivery. It is here. Now I can focus more on the show. I got the package I needed. I'm excited. Uh, may show you that in a future episode. Let's get back where I was. What was I saying? I said you can order a million dollars worth of predator insects to try to guard your garden, your outdoor plot. But if they are not the appropriate insects for your environment, they may uh, die. They may fly away. They may just crawl away. They may not even stick around. They may get eaten by other bugs. Uh, they may battle each other if you get the wrong combination of things. So I would do a little bit of research on what predator bugs will work well in your area. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but an insectary would give you good advice. They would say, hey, these bugs work well in your heat, your humidity, in your environment. Because if you buy, uh, I'm just going to give you an example. Maybe you spend $1,000 on hypoaspis miles and you put those out there. And I don't know the range that the hypos like. I know that they do like my indoor grow. That's what I buy for the indoor cultivation. Uh, if you put the hypoaspis miles out there and it's too hot or too cold, they'll either die or they'll leave. They'll just simply fucking crawl away and go find a more desirable environment. They're just like us. If they don't like what's going on, they're going to go somewhere else. So you've got to get the bugs that are appropriate for your environment. A website that will help you do that, of course, is Arbico Organics. It's A-R-B-I-C-O-Organics.com. I cannot give them any positive or negative endorsements on their products nor their customer service. I've seen uh, plenty of positive reviews and I've also seen plenty of negative reviews. I'm right in the middle with the reviews I've read. Um, I would do my own research. When you order bugs, there's got to be a closer insectiary to you to order the bugs from. The advantage of Arbico is they'll sell you very small batches. A lot of other places don't sell small batches of bugs. Arbico will deliver a small batch to you. Again, um, I can't support or say they're good or bad. I know that they do offer the products we need. I know their catalog is awesome. I know their website is awesome, but I've seen people say that they get dead bugs from them. I've also seen people say that they get amazing bugs from them. So be careful with that. That is going to be your decision to make there. Although their website and their magazines and catalogs are awesome for research, for information, for educational purposes. Even if you don't purchase from them, you can use their website to get you a lot of information, get you a lot of education, get yourself a nice foundation and background. You can read a lot from their website. Again, it's Arbico, A-R-B-I-C-O-Organics.com, I believe to the best of my recollection. Did not write that down. But um, one thing that I read is they don't, they don't breed any bugs. They buy their bugs from an insectiary and then mail them to you. They're kind of like a third party. Uh, they're like the Amazon of bugs. So uh, it may be easier if you can find a local insectiary near you to get the appropriate bugs. That's the way to do it and use Arbico for your research. Again, if you can't find a supplier, that website is always there for you. Do your own research. I'm trying to be really uh, diplomatic about this. I've read good and bad reviews, you guys. I don't know which way I sway. Uh, if it's my only option, I may risk it. Uh, risk a few bucks to save the garden. Where was I? Do some research. Then, uh, once you've established which bugs will live in your area and which bugs are going to battle your area, order the appropriate bugs. Um, I like to set up the subscription service. You can order them, order them to, you can schedule them to come on specific intervals. When I run a commercial grow, 
I usually have them show up either every week or every two weeks, depending on uh, the threat that is present. If I see bugs, we double up. If I don't see bugs, we go once a week with the sachets and with the releasing of pests. So let me give you a quick list of the predators that I did write down. I don't think I wrote down all of them because I just thought of Cucamaris and it's not on the list. Uh, the Cucamaris, the Californicus, some of these, they change their names. I may repeat things because they've got double names. There's the Californicus, the Cucamaris, the Swarsky, Hypoaspis Miles, uh, Lace Wings. That's a good start. I think those will work in a lot of environments and they are very aggressive predators. A lot of people like ladybugs. Ladybugs are lazy in my opinion. Uh, that is my honest opinion. You can buy a lot of ladybugs and they're not going to do a lot. The ladybug larvae will eat a lot, but uh, the green lacewing, in my opinion, will eat three times. I don't know the science behind this. I don't know. But from what I've seen, when I use ladybugs, they end up in the lights and the ducting on the floor, uh, just over there humping each other. You see them fucking all the time. They make really cool pictures, but they don't eat the fucking bugs. When I release green lacewing eggs, I don't see any more bugs. I don't see any, any lacewings anywhere. They're not over there chilling out. I'm not taking pictures of them. They're being fucking warriors, and they're eating all of the bugs I want them to eat. Uh, and they're really, really fun to watch. They're so ugly. They turn, start off as little crocodiles and they start getting little wings and they, they just go through this weird metamorphosis. Um, those are the lace wings. So I am not a bug expert. I'm not an outdoor growing expert, uh, but I do recommend that you research the bugs that will be coming to your area. Uh, it's going to be spider mites, thrips, aphids, caterpillars, fungus gnats, um, whatever bugs come in your area. I don't know where you are. See, it's hard for me to anticipate. So you got to find what's coming to your area. Then think about uh, Cucamaris, Californis. Is it Californicus? Uh, you'll figure it out when you search Predator. But uh, Arbico Organics will have it all right there for you. Uh, I don't even need to repeat this. Once you get to Arbico, you're going to see more than what I'm saying. Uh, Rove beetles are fucking great. There's a lot of great things. Uh, what are the assassin beetles? There are a lot that you can release. But if they're not right for your area, they're not going to have a good time. They're going to leave. Like if you took me to a fish concert, I'm sticking around all day. If you take me to, I'm trying, I would stay to most concerts because I like music. If you took me to see, uh, sorry, if you took me to a Keith Urban concert, I'd probably leave. Sorry, I'm just not into the country music. You guys, I'm going to just leave. So that somebody who is a Keith Urban fan can have the ticket and enjoy the show. That's the way it should be. Um, I'm rambling. There's no need to go on with this message. I have answered your question. Uh, as for host plants, dude, I don't know. That's my straight up answer for host plants. We would have to contact my buddy Jesse Groves. He is the outdoor grower. If anybody out there has any recommendations for host plants, we can plant outdoors to help mitigate pests. Send your info to grow from your heart at hotmail.com. I will read that on a future episode. Also, make sure you follow the bug lady, Susan Wainwright Evans. Is it Suzanne or Susan? Suzanne Wainwright Evans. That sounds right. Follow the bug lady on Instagram. Uh, she is a pest expert. She's a pesticide expert. I am trained by the Colorado Department of Agriculture. Uh, the Colorado State University, also trained by uh, the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment and pesticide application, uh, pesticide handling. I am trained, the trainer certified. So I do know quite a bit about pesticides and pesticide application. However, what you're asking is very regionally specific. So I would focus in on your region, on the pests attacking your area, the pests, uh, the prevention that would work in your area, and then go a little bit from there. I hope I put you off on the right foot, got you on to the right start. Uh, uh, leaned you toward the right website. Hope I got you going in the right direction. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, organic growers, salt spillers. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. 
My voice is burning out. I think I've covered enough ground on this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. If you feel like the episode was educational, informative, entertaining, maybe you just want to throw me a couple of bucks because you like what I'm doing, all you have to do is visit patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. All of the information to support the show will be right there on the screen. Make sure you support the show in the month of April. If you are looking for merchandise, uh, t-shirts, stickers, hats, things like that, I will give you great coupon codes in the month of April uh, based on the tiers of support on Patreon. So make sure you support Patreon in the month of April. Uh, Everything else, check out the website, iregenetics.com. That's all I've got for you. My throat is done. I'll be back. Uh, One of the upcoming episodes, probably not the next one, but maybe the one right after that, I do intend to do a groovy gravy recap episode. I'll let you guys know how that event went, so stay tuned. That is all I've got for you for this episode. You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. Let's give a big shout out to my friend Tree Star Meadow. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.